Okay, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sermon Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Today is the Feast of St. Matthew, Apostle and Evangelist, and our recognition of that will be uh, just this morning, because there is no divine service this evening. We were making plans to come. Of course, uh, you should skip. Uh, I'm going to be out of town with Ann, so going down to Milwaukee, going to spend some time uh, together for once. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't think so. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse for the week. Let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these comes from, or excuse me, is from the evil one. Matthew 5, verse 37. Again, let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Matthew 5, verse 37. All right, it's good to see you checking in on the chat. We've got Vicky on YouTube, uh, Chris, Gus, and Eileen, and Lori all on Facebook. I've all checked in in the chat. Good to have you here. Let's pray our psalm for the week, Psalm 37. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more, and though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance, but the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. For the bless, blessed, for those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land. 
but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice, he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart, his steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power, or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on the wicked when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressors shall altogether uh, shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Our commandment, or excuse me, our catechism uh, is the seventh and eighth commandment. Seventh commandment, you shall not steal. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way, but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. Eighth commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. All right, our first reading today is from Ephesians 4. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. All right, so he gives some uh, to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, teachers, right? Uh, For, again, the equipping the encouraging, the building up of the saints for the work of ministry, right? The edifying, the building, the, the fascia of the body of Christ, right? For the purpose that we come to unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Uh, I think this is missed by many. They think the work of uh, a pastor, in particular, pastor-teacher, is to be one of administrative, one of 
maybe taking that model of shepherd and describing it more in terms of management. <laughs> uh, pastors are not managers. We don't manage people. We don't manage uh, buildings and facilities. We don't manage staff. Um, we shepherd and we do so by the word, right? So we preach and we teach and we let the Lord have his way with us, right? Working um, in the heart sanctified through the forgiveness of sins, um, good works that benefit the whole body, all right? And that, so it's the Lord's work. It's his, his, his job. That does mean, though, um, that there can be no um, congregational, you know, churchly um, leadership, I guess, or, or, or direction or um, even uh, change without God's word. And it is God's word that brings it about um, and it also directs and supports it, right? Uh, I think sometimes we do think of ourselves. Well, we think of ourselves as adults, but we behave like children, right? So we whine and complain about not having money to do this or that, or not having volunteers to do this or that, right? It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of the whine or the complaint of a child, right? Um, the adult says what needs to be done, and I'm going to do it, right? Um, or I'm going to ask. I'm not going to be, you know, pouting in the corner, right? Or if, or if there's a shortfall economically, I'm going to take care of that shortfall, right? That's what adults do. They accept responsibility uh, for what the Lord has given them, right? And they accept his direction. And so uh, it does make it a little bit challenging because um, I think, again, if we, we, we think of ourselves as adults, but we want to be treated like children. That is, to, that is to be told what to do and to be disciplined severely when we don't do it, to be um, cajoled, to be disciplined, to be... Um, browbeaten, whatever word you want to use, into uh, submission and into doing. And that that's not the way of the Lord, and it's um, certainly not the way of his church, right? Um, and then, of course, adults would also say, well, if there isn't money to do something, then we don't do it. If it was a priority, the money would be there to do it, right? So there's also that aspect. Or um, if we don't have the volunteers that are willing to commit the time to doing something, then we just don't do that. No, I mean, there's, that's within limit. The limit, of course, is what has God established um, for his church to do, right? What has he given us particularly to do? And that, um, you know, especially his institutions of, of the preaching office, the teaching office, the uh, uh, sacramental office, right? And as Chris says, God knows our needs, right? And well provides us as we sing in the, in the hymn. Okay. Um, speaking of giving gifts to men, we've got it here. Uh, with Matthew, right? Today is the Feast of St. Matthew, so we're going to hear, um, that was the epistle appointed for today, and we'll hear the, the gospel appointed for today. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Now when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. All right. Uh, so we had a tax collector yesterday. I'm going to make a change here. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we had a tax collector yesterday, and that was Zacchaeus, the wee little man, right? And you'll note that with Zacchaeus, um, the way that Jesus handles him is different than he does with Matthew. With Zacchaeus, uh, Jesus 
uh, repents him, changes his heart and mind through his word, forgives him his sins. Zacchaeus then responds with a great act of charity and love for his neighbor. But he doesn't call Zacchaeus out of his, of his trade, that of tax collector. Perhaps Zacchaeus was changed to be uh, uh, the tax collector that you would actually go to because he would be the one who would treat you fairly, who would uh, collect only what is due, for example. And uh, so, it's speculative, of course. We don't know what happens with Zacchaeus. Or maybe Zacchaeus left the, the um, vocation of tax collector and, and pursued a different vocation because he found that he could not um, do the work of tax collecting uh, without um, living a life contrary to God's word. Right? I've heard this happen with people who work, say, for example, in prisons. Sometimes the culture of the prison, um, of the particular prison, might be such that um, you can't, in a good conscience, as a Christian, continue to be a guard, you know, um, because of the sorts of things that the, the warden and uh, the inmates kind of expect of you to do. And they're, if they're contrary to God's word, of course, uh, you might have to leave that vocation. So that happens as well. Um, you know, honestly, uh, I worked in retail sales and um, I had challenges in my with my conscience uh, because of the just the, the level of, of greed and of uh, coveting that was <laughs> experienced among um, some of my, um, let's see, I'm a salesperson, that, so that makes them my customers. There you go. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's not my conscience that should be burdened by what they want to do. Um, but on the other hand, uh, you know, the, the products that we were selling were to such excess of value that, um, you know, it did burden me uh, in my conscience, and I and I would rather preach of the riches of the gospel of Christ than uh, than sell of the riches of man, right? So everybody's a little different on that. And today we have another tax collector. It's Matthew, right? And the Lord um, comes to him, and rather than um, Matthew continue in his vocation as tax collector, the Lord calls him out um, to be an apostle and evangelist. So, yes, today the Holy Church rejoices to celebrate the festival of St. Matthew, Apostle and Evangelist. St. Matthew was also known by the name Levi in the Gospels. He was originally a tax collector by trade and thus would have been viewed by the Jewish populace as a traitor and sellout to the Romans. The account of the Lord Jesus calling Matthew is found in his own Gospel in chapter 9, which we just read. Matthew was sitting at his tax booth uh, one day when Jesus passed by. The Lord simply said, follow me. The man who had devoted himself to acquiring money at the expense of his own people got up and walked away from his table, his money, and his old life. Jesus joined him at his house for a meal that celebrated Matthew's newfound calling. And we see that here in verses 10 and following. Many of his friends, who were also tax collectors, joined in the feast. At this, the Pharisees grumbled that Jesus was not more discriminating in his choice of dinner guests. Quote, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? End quote. When he heard it, Jesus responded, quote, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. End quote. All right, so we just heard that. Now, not only was Matthew then one of the Lord's disciples, but he was also sent as an apostle and finally used by the Holy Spirit as the evangelist who wrote the gospel that appears first in the New Testament. Matthew's gospel portrays Christ as the prophet greater than Moses. It divides into, into five sections, reminiscent of the five books of Moses. 
Its first long discourse given on, the, on a mountain relates how Christ explicates the spiritual meaning of the law. He alone recounts the perspective of Joseph in the account of our Lord's infancy. That is, the dreams of Joseph by which the angel directs his actions, the visit of the Magi, the slaughter of the innocents, the flight of Egypt, into Egypt. That's alone in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew's Gospel contains the fullest version of the Beatitudes and of the Lord's Prayer. He portrays Christ always as the fulfillment of various Old Testament prophecies, whose blood of the New Testament inaugurates the, God, the age of grace. His account of the post-resurrection command of Christ to make disciples of all nations by baptizing in the triune name and teaching the baptized to hold on to all that Jesus commanded still guides the church, the church's mission to this day. The church's traditions speak variously about his field of labors, but nearly all agree that he died a martyr's death. Let's, let's say the, the collect for today, for St. Matthew's Day. O Son of God, our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ, you called Matthew the tax collector to be an apostle and evangelist. Through his faithful and inspired witness, grant that we may also follow you, leaving behind all covetous desires and love of riches. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn for the week. Come, let us join our cheerful songs. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins of stealing and strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way, but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins of giving false testimony against our neighbor 
and strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything about him in the kindest way. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Pray the Collect for this week. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy, and because of our frailty we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, let's pray the collect for this, or excuse me, uh, pray today for marriage and family. That husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. We pray for parents who must rear their children alone. We pray for our communities and neighborhoods. We pray this day with Walt and Ruth who celebrate their 15th wedding anniversary. Beautiful. We also pray for the households of our church, that of Jim, Dennis, Deb, Kevin and Kim, Tanya and Robert. Pray for our newly enrolled catechumens that God would guide their studies into his word. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Dan, Brad, Ron, Betty, and Heidi. Pray for our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, Paul, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Anchor of Hope. We ask the Lord to give us comfort in adversity and true peace of conscience. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So it's been a joy to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. I come to you each morning at 9 a.m. for prayer. So uh, God be with you today and always, and I hope to see you again tomorrow. And yes, thanks for the the greetings there, Uh, Vicki. We will hope to have fun tonight. I'm sure we will. All right. God be with you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.